Welcome to the Christmas special of Marvelous Thoughts. I'm Erica. I'm Kate. Ho, ho, ho. And I'm Liz. Today we have some special stories to share, but first... The question of the day. What is your favorite Christmas song? Who would like to start? Because I know mine. It's been the same thing forever. Okay. It is the Christmas Waltz, specifically as recorded by Nancy Wilson. That is the epitome of writing. It's it's this combination of writing, lyrics, and performance that really come together in this beautifully brief um, explanation of the Christmas environment. You know, frosted window panes, candles gleaming inside, painted candy canes on the tree, but it's also got the romance that a lot of Christmas songs have, but it's also got this timelessness, like a waltz is a is a piece of our culture that's existed for a very, very long time, and Nancy Wilson's vocals are just astounding. You know, it's very, it's the Peggy Lee, June Christie type Julie London, um, just that throaty, not a crooner like Rosemary Clooney, a little huskier, but I love the texture of that sound. And every, every version of it is pretty good, but her performance, wow. How does it go? I'm sure I've heard it, but... Frosted window panes, candles gleaming inside. I, you know, I'm not doing it justice at all. To her performance, but yeah. Insert copyright music here. Yeah. <laughs> That's as much as I could sing without getting sued, Erica. So. <laughs> Mine is I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. Mm-hmm. The, the one by Bing, Bing Crosby. And largely that is because White Christmas is my favorite Christmas movie. That and I, I just really always want... To, Lots of snow at Christmas time, so it it seems to balance out. Um, I have two that I really love this time of year. Um, one of them, um, is "Come Thou Long Expected Jesus." I think that one, like, I love the tune and like, we sing it every year for Advent at church, and I just like it's one of those traditional, nostalgic, but also like, it's really deep, like has deep meaning. And I also love "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel," for the same reasons. But those two are, like, Christmas doesn't feel complete without singing those songs in church. Those are mine. I just thought of another one. And since Erica said two, I feel permission to say two. <laughs> uh, Breath of Heaven. I've always really liked that oh. one. Kate, since we both gave two favorite songs, do you have another favorite you'd like to share? Yes. It is a remix of... Silent Night, Billie Holiday. It's kind of got this like Brazilian feel to it. And Silent Night is such a classic that I find taking it and just completely rearranging it is the only way to redo it. Like I, I'm not really into hearing yet another slow, beautiful, multi-layered version of Silent Night. Like, I get it. (laughs) I get it. (sighs) Too slow. Yeah, I like it because it it revives it and it makes it, you know, 
there's a freshness that I think uh, we allow to, we, we, we too often ignore the potential of songs because we're used to what it is. And uh, I encourage anyone listening and everyone who is singing or writing, take another look at your favorite song. Take a look at a song you hate and just rip it around and redo it. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of potential in there. Today's game is Never Have I Ever Christmas Edition. And usually with this game, we would take turns sharing a statement about something we have never done. But to get us started, we have a list of 15 Christmas-related statements. And we'll each start with two hands, so ten fingers. And if the given statement is something you have done, then you put down a finger. And once you've put down all ten... You are out. Let's do it. All right. Okay. And guys, I get to play this game too. Yay! I know! Never have I ever baked Christmas cookies. So we we all lost a finger on that one. We have all baked Christmas <laughs> cookies. Never have I ever made my own garland. I have never made my own garland. Same here. Erica's the only one. <laughs> just this year. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Ooh, Erica, just under the wire. I know. Never have I ever cut down my own Christmas tree. I've been present for it, but I didn't actually. That counts. That counts, yeah. Like if you're family. Yeah, sure. Okay. Never have I ever made an ornament. I definitely have. <laughs> As a kid? Surely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm not crafty. I'm not into crafts. You've done anything with popsicle sticks? Like, with homeschool groups? Oh, let's just assume I've forgotten. Okay. Okay. Maybe I have. Maybe you have. Maybe Maybe you haven't. Never have I ever gone caroling. I definitely have. I have not. You guys, I'm down to five fingers. Oh, no. Okay, wait, though. Caroling is the specific house-to-house thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so current score, Erica has five left, Kate has seven, and Liz has seven. All right. Never have I ever made a gingerbread house. Definitely. Yep, losing one. Ooh, does Erica not lose this one? Erica. I probably have. No. You've, you've, if you've made garland and your own... (laughs) Ornaments. I usually like we don't like that wasn't a family thing, but I feel like I've probably done it with school or something. I don't think I've actually made any out of gingerbread. Never have I ever gone ice skating. Ugh. I have. Definitely. I loathe ice skating. Why do you loathe ice skating? Kind of fun. It just hits all the wrong points for me. I'm like. You're cold. You're unstable. (laughs) <laughs> I'm unstable. Everyone around me, including like 300 pound, six foot five men can do it with ease. And I'm like clinging to the wall <laughs> in a public space. And everybody's like looking at me all. And they look at me multiple times because it's a limited, you're circling. Did Did you not ever like rollerblade or roller skate growing up? No, I did not. So that's partly, like, so I, like, we would spend hours going in circles in our basement on our rollerblades. So, like, 
it's not that big of a leap to to do ice skating. Ice skates. Mm-hmm. Same. Not in the basement. Out on our little stretch of cement outside the garage. That was the circle yeah. place. <laughs> if it was cold, if it was cold, we would be in the basement. Uh, but if it was warm, we'd go outside. Been smart. I'm not sure why we never did that as kids. Probably because there wasn't much room in the basement. Well, there wasn't. Um, you should have seen what we came up with. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I can only imagine. Never have I ever had an advent calendar. Definitely. We all got one down on that one. <laughs> never have I ever worn an ugly Christmas sweater. I've never found them to be ugly. I have go- I have attended ugly Christmas sweater parties and worn something to them. Then that probably counts, yeah. I don't think I have. Wow. I don't feel like I have. Ugly Christmas Erica. sweater doesn't seem like an Erica thing. Yeah. No. Erica's like, all of my sweaters are beautiful <laughs> in their own unique way. I'm going to have to go buy something. <laughs> and I'm not going to do that. Never have I ever had matching family pajamas. You no. had matching. <laughs> yes, Erica's had matching family pajamas. No, I mean, okay, so maybe it wasn't with like, well, oh, no, you can't take it back. You're already put finger down. No, I'm <laughs> trying to think. Like Carrie and I definitely matched growing up, and we actually it was dresses more than pajamas. Though. But was it PJs specifically? This is asking about PJs. You know, I don't think we did. I was thinking we probably did, but actually, no. I don't know that Okay, we did. all right. I don't think so. Gain that one back. Never have I ever seen the Nutcracker, either recorded or live. Okay. Oh, boy. Never have I ever slept under the Christmas tree. Oh, oh Erica's Erica. out. All right. He used to sleep under the tree all the time. <laughs> So it's down to Kate and I, and we both have two left. Yep. Okay. Never have I ever been kissed under the mistletoe. I would have kept it. (laughs) (laughs) None of us have been kissed under the mistletoe, apparently. (laughs) I don't think miss. I think it might be a sign of the times that That, that the whole mistletoe thing isn't a deal. Well, the fact that we're both we're all we're all single, so I don't know what you. Christmas parties. Maybe you go around kissing all the guys. Yeah, that's exactly who I am. <laughs> that's Erica's jam. I mean, crazy stuff happens after you eat fruitcake. You know. Oh. <laughs> okay. Never have I ever watched a Hallmark movie. Okay. One to one. One to one. One to one. Oh, no. One to one. Never have I ever seen a live nativity play. Maybe I should put it down, because I'm assuming I've forgotten. I do not recall having seen one. In my adult memory, I have never intentionally gone to the performance of a live nativity, but I'm assuming that at church they had something. At church for children's story. Yeah. Like the Christmas Eve service or something. I'm pretty sure they brought in live animals. Oh my gosh. It's like, you know, she. Do you have other questions? Or, no, that's the last question. Since Kate and I don't know about this answer, Erica, <laughs> come up with a new statement and we'll see if either of us are still standing afterwards. <laughs> okay. Never have I ever spent every Christmas with my family. <laughs> I've spent every Christmas with my family. Every Christmas. Every Christmas. 
I kind of figured. <laughs> I, I kind of said that because I knew you probably had. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Co-winners. High five, Kate. Well done. And Erica, well done, I guess. Well, well, Erica, high five too. Erica, don't participate in this virtual high five. <laughs> she participated. <laughs> the little rebel. For this year's Christmas special, we each selected a Christmas story to tell, two of which have a Marvel theme. Naturally. Kick back and enjoy a very marvelous Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through Stark Tower, keys clicked and sparks flew, despite the late hour. The stockings were hung by the tree with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The Avengers were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of infinity stones danced in their heads. Pepper in her office and Tony in his shop, working and working until they were about ready to drop. When outside there arose such a clatter, Tony ran from his shop to see what was the matter. Away to the window he flew like the flash, tore open the curtains and tripped over the trash. What to his watering eyes should appear but a helicopter, painted like a reindeer? With a little, young pilot, so somber and dreary, he knew in a moment it must be Nick Fury. Fury whistled and shouted and called from the door, Now Stark, now Nat, now Barton and Banner, Oak, Hap, and Thor. Wake up, Avengers, no time to stall. Be quick, I have a mission for you all. As Tony flicked off the remnants of pizza and mushrooms, he turned around to see St. Nicholas stroll into the room. He was dressed all in black from his head to his feet, and his clothes were all wrinkled and covered in sleet. A spring in his step spoke of a change, and the red bundle on his back was really quite strange. His eye, how it twinkled. His head, how it shone. In shambled the others, rubbing sleep from their eyes, not sure what to think of this midnight surprise. The weather outside was far more than just a flurry, and he gathered them around in a hurry. Is it the Chitari? Have they returned? was asked with concern. A shake of his head soon let them know that there was nothing to dread. There's no reason to fear. It's time to spread a little Christmas cheer. There are children in need, and these gifts must be delivered with all possible speed. He handed them each a package wrapped with ribbon and bow, and who better than the Avengers to go? Assembling quickly with hammer and bow, shield and suit, gun and stretchy pants, they soon took flight and sped away with delight. Pepper whispered as they flew out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a marvelous night. The MCU is a cinematic world filled with various superheroes and alien beings associated with the comics. Tony Stark, respected by the Avengers as Iron Man, leads them in organizing an unending barrage of defense against world-ending threats. However, privately, Tony has grown weary of the same routine year after year and wants something new. Experimenting in his lab the morning after yet another victory, he stumbles across six particles containing pathways leading to other Disney properties, including Disney Films, Star Wars, ESPN, ABC, Hulu, and others. 
He enters the one shaped like the Millennium Falcon, which leads into Maz Eisley. Awed by the unfamiliar technology, Tony returns to the MCU to show the Avengers his findings. But they fail to grasp the idea of the existence of such advanced tech from a long time ago, and one so far, far away. Tony sequesters himself in his study, looking at Star Wars and trying to find a way to rationally explain it all, but cannot. He ultimately decides it's unfair for the Skywalkers alone to enjoy the benefit of the Force, and announces that he and the Avengers will take over Star Wars. Pepper Potts, a beautifully underestimated businesswoman who was secretly in love with Tony, warns that their efforts towards a crossover event will end in disaster, but Tony dismisses her. He returns to Tatooine, but the Huts have been made aware of his presence. While smugglers send word via radio about the new bounty hunters, Boba shoots down Tony, taking his Iron Man suit. While the Avengers think that he's been killed, Tony has in fact survived, and while he bemoans the disaster he has made of a Star Wars crossover, he finds he enjoyed the experience nonetheless and realizes he must take action to fix his mess. Boba Fett has returned to the Hutch shuttle, which Tony is able to hunt down via a tracking device Pepper uses to keep tabs on him. After a brief but non-fatal battle, Tony retrieves his suit along with a hollow projector, and the Avengers celebrate his survival and return. Later, Obi-Wan appears via the hollow projector and explains the role of the Force in both nature and technology. In a way, this fulfills Tony's initial interest in the Star Wars universe. As the Jedi Master ends his communication, he says, Avengers, assemble. To which Tony replies, May the Force be with you. In the lab, Tony and Pepper snarkily declare their love for each other, and Thor asks for another drink. I will be reading the Christmas story from the Bible, and I'll be taking the story from the book of Matthew, chapters 1 and 2, and the book of Luke, chapters 1 and 2. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who is called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. The birth of Jesus came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, 
It was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This, was, this first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was at the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. In that same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields, keeping watch over the, at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angel had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is, has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at his rising, and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people, and asked them where the Christ would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. 
He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was, the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. Our next episode will be a special one. All of the rabbit trails that we have collected over the last year will be um, used to wrap up season two. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Episodes are on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Marvelous Thoughts Podcast for episode teasers, news, and a little bit of everything. If you have topic suggestions or questions for us, our email is marvelousthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. My favorite Christmas song is Duel of the Fates.